Hey everyone, Skeletoni here. And Taylor of Terror. And we just wanted to say thanks for listening. Yeah, your support means the world to us. And what better way to show that support than with an item from the Grave Plot Podcast Store? We've got t-shirts and hoodies available in white or black for men and women. We also have buttons. So show the world that you're a little dead inside by going to the store.graveplotpodcast.com. And help us continue to make fine quality podcasts just like this. to another edition of the Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. This is episode 53. Indeed it is. Just cranking them out. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for joining us again. You're welcome. Uh, how's it going? Not bad. Yeah? What's new? Uh, not much. Not much. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh, let's see. No, I don't really have anything either, I guess. Um, oh, we uh, we just, we were guests on uh, oh, yeah, yeah. on the uh, the KNS podcast, uh, hosted by Cody and Silas. That was fun. It was fun. Nice guys. No idea when that's going to air. No, me neither. They didn't seem to know either. Yeah. <laughs> well, I- they, wait, they said Monday or Tuesday, didn't they? Oh, did they? I don't know. I missed that. You don't listen. He probably wasn't talking to me. We were probably talking about something different. Yeah, that. Uh, Yeah, so that may be, that may have aired already by the time you're hearing this. Um, So go check check them out. Um, We'll post a link because I don't remember it offhand. Yeah, it's on SoundCloud. Yeah. They don't. Well, no, it's, you can find them. Uh, like, they, they don't have a website, though. Right, right, right. Yeah, no website. They have their own individual twitters, mm-hmm. but you can find them on like the podcast apps. Like, you know. Yeah, but you have to look for uh, Shredcast. Right, but it's S C, or yeah. no, sorry, S C H R E D. Yeah, because they don't want anybody to find their podcast. <laughs> <Apparently>. <laughs> um. But no, if you guys are listening, thanks for having us on your show. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I'll have to do it again sometime. Um, aside from that, uh, nothing really. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything interesting going on. Yeah. We are boring, boring people. Apparently. This is all we have in our lives. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> is. Um, yeah, I laugh. But yeah, it's true. I, <laughs> I work, go home, work, go home, podcast, work, go home. <laughs> Say la vie. Eh, anyway. Such is life. Yep. Uh, well, I guess we don't have anything to talk about 
we've got a lot of horror business to get through. We so, do have quite a bit. Yeah, so why don't we just uh, jump on into that? So the angel of death is not taking a vacation. He is a busy man so far this month. This has been a very, very bad month. <laughs> I mean, we've we've lost Bowie, we lost Alan Rickman, we lost Grizzly Adams. Yeah. Uh, or Don, or sorry, Dan Haggerty. Um, and now, well, I mean, actually before that, but uh, we lost uh, Angus Scrim. Better known as the Tall Man uh, from the Phantasm movies, boy. You know, yeah, you know, you know that, that that guy, the tall one. Yeah, the, yeah, the tall, tall, the man. tall man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he he passed away. Um, do we? I don't think we know why. I mean, he was eighty nine years old. Yeah, so he, I don't. I haven't seen an official cause of death. I mean. <sighs> You know, people don't just die because they're old. <laughs> they die because they get some kind of infection or something and they, their bodies can't fight it off. Right. And that's that's when people say, oh, they died of old age. Like, well, that's kind of a misnomer because they had something wrong with them and they were just so old they couldn't fight it. Um, I always like when in, like a cause of death is listed as um, heart failure. It's like, yeah, that's death. Right. When your heart stops, that's that's when you die. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, I mean like maybe yeah, heart failure, uh pneumonia, who who knows, really. Uh but like you said, I don't think there's been any official cause of death. It, it, uh I'm looking at the LA Times obituary and it just lists natural causes. Okay. Um but yeah, eighty nine years old. Uh, so you know he really hung in there. I think there are a lot of people that thought he was already dead. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, I think at one point, I think I was one of them. <clears throat> like I heard that he was going to be in another movie or something, and like he's still alive. Because you know what? What else had he really been in other? Than yeah, that sounds fantastic. I mean, nothing of note. Yeah, uh, I mean. I'm, I know I saw him in something, but I do not remember what it was. Um, but yes, Angus Scrim, uh, born Lawrence Rory Guy. I wonder where Angus Scrim came. I don't from. know. It's, I mean, it's like it's sufficiently creepy. Yeah, for somebody that played the tall man. Sure. <laughs> um. So uh, why he changed his name, I have no idea. Um, but uh, Don Coscarelli said, I believe through like Facebook or. Twitter was like a public statement. Uh, you know, I'm not sure. Um, well, he said, uh, Angus Grimm passed away peacefully tonight, surrounded by his friends and loved ones. He was 89 years old. His performance as the tall man is a towering achievement in a horror film industry, excuse me, horror film history. He was last in a long line of horror movie stars, uh, classic horror movie stars. Angus was a terrific actor and even better friend. He will be missed. I think that's the... I don't know if that's entirely true, but like the line of like classic horror movie icons, they're few and far between anymore. Yeah. I mean, like Christopher Lee last year, and um, that's the only one that comes immediately to mind. <laughs> but, um, 
it's sad. It's sad to think about. I mean, Karloff's gone, and uh, well, he's been gone a while. Well, sure, but I mean, <laughs> I'm just going down the list. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it, it's sad because I mean, it's just it, it, it's a it's a sign of us getting older. Yeah, I mean, you know, our our heroes and icons just dying off, and we're, I mean, we're at that stage in our life where. People we admired as children are getting to those ages where they're going to start dying. And it's true. It's real sad. And and then like you've got uh, Bowie and Lemmy both died like two days after their birthdays. Uh, I know Bowie died a few days after his new album came out. Uh, his his birthday was like two days before. Was it really? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, everybody says, oh, we lost Lemmy this year too, but Lemmy actually died last year. Yeah, it was December 30th. Right. Uh, but like, yeah, like you said, his birthday was December 26th. Yeah. So. And then this morning, um, I realized it's John Carpenter's birthday. Mm. The first thing that came to my mind was, please don't die. Yeah. <laughs> Not him. Um, Which is not a good way to celebrate your birthday. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, talking about uh, you know non non horror. I mean, Bowie and Rickman, um, both sixty nine when they died. Mm-hmm. I was telling you that sixty nine seems like it's starting to become like the new the new twenty seven. Yeah. Like, I think Carpenter's sixty eight. I don't like that. <laughs> uh but I mean, we t- we we talked about this on the KNS show a bit, but no reason why we can't talk about it on here, I guess. But you know, Alan Rickman, that one, that one hurt. Yeah, that really sucked. And all these guys did a very good job of hiding the fact that they had cancer. Yeah, I mean, I I wasn't like like avid fans of you know him or or Bowie. I, I liked them a lot. I really liked their work. Um, but it's not like I followed their every move, you know. And so unless they were, like, big and loud about it, I probably wouldn't have known anyway. But it seemed like, yeah, they, they really kept it to themselves. Yeah. The fact that they were sick. Yeah. And then, uh, like, Lemmy was diagnosed with cancer and died, like, two days later. Right. Yeah. You had to assume... That if anything was going to take him, it was going to be cancer. <laughs> that guy drank and smoked probably more than anybody on earth. Yeah. So. He lived the rock star life. Yeah, he certainly did. <laughs> he was 70? I think so, yeah. So, you know, close to 69. Yeah, two days after turning 70, so. <laughs> right. Um. Uh, you know, I was telling you, like, another example of us, like, getting old. It's like, when you think Alan Rickman, what's your mind immediately go to? Dogma. Dogma, okay. For me, it's Die Hard. Sure. Um, but I'm seeing, like, all, like everybody, uh, and I say everybody on, like, on the internet, um, they immediately go to Harry Potter. Yeah. Now, I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. I've seen parts of them before I left the room. Um, but uh, I, it's, I, I don't get it. I mean, well, I get it. There's a lot of young people that they know him as that character from Harry Potter. Well, and he also played it, what, 
eight times or something. Yeah, and that's what I was the, what what my wife said last night, or at some point I was saying it's like I I don't I don't get it like all these people recognizing him as you know this guy from Harry Potter and. You know, immediately for me, I think it was Hans Gruber or, you know, or Metatron. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, everybody knows him as a Harry Potter guy. and Or Love Actually. <laughs> or Love Actually, sure. <laughs> um, and it just, it, it shows, it goes to show you how, like, how old we're getting. <laughs> we remember, remember these iconic roles of him. Yeah. Uh, Pre-Harry Potter. Oh, and... Uh, Robin Hood, um, Sheriff Nottingham. Speaking of which, the guy who did the voice of Robin Hood in the Disney Robin Hood movie, he just died. Really? Yeah. Fuck. What is happening? Don't, you know, get... Old? Old, yeah. <laughs> well, the, option, the other option is dying young. Work for Morrison. <laughs> Um, Which rockstar do you want to be, Morrison or Richards? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, um, Angus Grimm, uh, R.I.P. One Love. Yeah, and hey, Grim Reaper, baby, fucking take a day off, huh? Yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> You're stressing us out. <laughs> um, but Phantasm Five is uh, coming out this year. If it's not out already. I don't know that it is. I'm not it, sure. It, it might be. I want to put it on the calendar if it is. Because, I mean, I know they just, like, filmed it in secret, and then they were like, hey, we got a new Phantasm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's, you know, obviously supposed to be the last one, so it's fitting. Yeah. I mean, and I'm glad he made it, too. Yeah, really. All right. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on. So, some uh, pretty exciting news right off the bat. Well, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it starts out exciting. Uh, Tales from the Crypt is coming back, which is pretty sweet. But <laughs> Stay with, with us. <laughs> um, it's not going to be on HBO. It's going to be on TNT. <laughs> but, I mean, they know drama. Sure. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be part of a two-hour horror block. It's going to be like the the anchor show of this new horror block on TNT. Um, no, now, o- no other shows have been announced for this horror block as of yet. But now, uh, NBC said the same thing that with they were Dracula gonna, and uh, whatever dr- else. They're going to do Dracula. I think they're going to do a, a Wolfman show. Uh, I think they're going to pair it up with Grimm. And I think maybe Hannibal, too. But, you know, where Dracula and Hannibal now? In in the shitter. Yep. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck, TNT. Uh, Constantine. Yeah, that's another one. I I mean, they can't all be Walking Dead. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway. It's said that it's going to feature long and short form stories, 
of course, you know, the original was a episode or it was a anthology where each episode was its own story. Right. Um, it's going to be based more on the original EC comic. Uh, it's going to have stories taken directly from the comics as well as some new stories. Um, now, like we said, it's not all good news. This is being developed by Manite Shamalama Dingong. Uh, and I'm sure you've heard, if you're a regular listener, how much contempt we have for him. I keep hearing the visit is like a return to form. I still haven't seen it. Return to what form? I don't know, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense was good one time. <laughs> That's and, true. Once you know the ending, it's, yeah. it's kind of ruined. Un- un- Unbreakable was okay. I'll give him that one. Um, but even that doesn't have a lot of rewatchability. And yeah. that was mainly because it had Bruce Willis and uh, Samuel Sammy Jackson. Jack. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just telling you what, what I've heard. I, like I said, I haven't seen it. Uh, but Manite says... To be part of such a beloved brand like Tales from the Crypt, something I grew up watching, and to also have the chance to push the boundaries of genre television as a whole is an inspiring inspiring opportunity that I can't wait to dive into. I wonder if he actually watched it growing up. Probably. I think most people our age did. He's around our age, right? I think he's probably close Mid to, to late 30s. I think he's probably in his 40s. Is he? Well, if whatever. I had to guess. Um, there was a rumor going around for a while, which was originally reported by bloodydisgusting.com per an insider that they had, uh, that there was going to be no Crypt Keeper. Um, which is bullshit. Yeah. They, they claimed that instead the show would be highlighted by an old man with a cane wearing a hood and keeping warm by a fireplace, which of course would be more in tune with the comic and the old witch. But I mean... Come on, yeah. Well, I mean, it, you can't in, have tales from the crypt without the goddamn crypt keeper. In in the uh, comics, there were two kind of lead characters. There was the old witch, and there was the crypt keeper, which was an old man in a cloak that walked with a cane. So, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, crypt keeper. I mean, come on. Yeah, like it's the face of the franchise. Right. Uh, well, turns out Bloody Disgusting was wrong. Crypt Keeper will be in the show. As per Manite Shyamalan, he said uh, on Twitter, I'd never make the tales without the CK. Will be a new take on him as the puppet is property of HBO. Promise he'll be cool and dark. That, that doesn't really answer a lot. I yeah. mean, they'll have a Crypt Keeper character, but what does that even mean? Right, and it's, I mean, it's clearly not going to look the same. Right. Um, no word yet on if it will sound the same, because we don't know if John Kassir is going to return as the voice, but he certainly wants to, uh, saying on Twitter that the Crypt Keeper as we know him is more popular than ever, and it'd be a sham slash shame not to have him host the show. Yeah, and I'm actually, <laughs> I'm friends with him on Facebook, and uh, he's said that uh, he's really, like, trying to push and rally and like you know appreciating all the support to get him back in the show but um he doesn't know yet but that he's also you know he's keeping busy with other things too so i mean if there's a petition out there i'll sign it sure yeah i want him i want him as the crib keeper yeah i mean you 
I don't I don't want a crypt keeper unless he's doing the voice. Yeah. Simple as that. He he is the crypt keeper. Yeah. That voice is like that's that is the character. Mm-hmm. Um well Bloody Disgusting's Insider also says that instead of an episode-by-episode anthology, it's going to be a season-long anthology similar to American Horror Story. Uh, And that the first season will be about voodoo in New Orleans and be written by the writers of Hemlock Grove. Um, This has not been disproven yet. It's not been disproven or confirmed. Yet. Yet. It's Um, probably wrong. (laughs) Well, I mean, everything else they said is wrong, so it's kind of hard to take this seriously at this point. Who is their insider? Some guy they met at a McDonald's? <laughs> like, yes. I, I got the inside scoop. I know a guy that works for TNT. Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> Just some homeless guy with no teeth. <laughs> He's like, there's no group keeper! <laughs> it's voodoo! And then Miska just pieced it all together to make cognitive thoughts. He's like, I get you. I follow. I know what you're saying. He's like, you work for TNT? Yeah, I got TNT. <laughs> it's out in my truck, which is what I call my wagon, which is what I call my skunk. Skunk. <laughs> I also call him Pete. He's my business associate. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, this is coming fall of 2016. (sighs) Here's hoping. Fingers crossed. I'm going to hope for the best, but expect the worst. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of where I am. I'm just I I hope they come up with something good, but I'm really not expecting it at all. Yeah. um, Just with without Kassir. You're just asking for trouble. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have outrage. I mean, more than you have already. Yeah. It's, it's going to be bad. Bad news. I mean, uh, you, you know what Tim Gunn would say. Make it work. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's just a jump to the left. Put your hands on your hips. So, I, I think we've talked before about the Rocky Horror remake. Yeah, we have. Okay, yeah. We've talked about how it's amazing that Ryan Murphy isn't involved. Yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah, I'm still surprised. Like, every time I read a story, I'm like, oh, that Ryan Murphy thing. Yeah, it just sounds like, yeah. so up his alley. Yeah, definitely does. Um, but uh, we've got some casting news. Um, a gaggle, if you will. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't, but maybe someone else will. Um, the character of Brad, originally played by Barry Boswick. The one, the only. <laughs> uh, he's going to be played by Ryan McCartan, who uh, starred in R.L. Stein's Monsterville, The Cabinet of Souls. Not familiar. I think R.L. Stein's Monsterville was like an episodic show. And then I'm assuming I'm assuming the Cabinet of Souls was one of the episodes. Sure, let's go with that. It was like the old Goosebumps show. All right, yeah. Um, 
Damn It, Janet, will be played by Victoria Justice. Originally not played by Susan Sarandon, if you ask her. Right. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, Ryan McCartan and Victoria Justice are both Disney Channel alumnus. So there's that. There is that. Seems like a lot of these Disney stars are trying to shed that Disney image. You Victoria know? Justice was naked on the internet. Was she? Yeah. I don't even know what she looked I don't... Is she somebody I've seen before? Uh, probably not. You might have. Did you ever see Fun Size? I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a movie. Oh. It's like... It takes place on Halloween. It's okay. It's like a kitty movie. Wow, she looks like everyone else. <laughs> Every other Disney Channel girl. Okay. But, I mean, she can run around in her underwear. I don't care. Sure. Yeah. I'm just fine with that. <laughs> Um. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, well, I think Miley Cyrus is an extreme. It's the epitome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, wow, what a fucking train wreck that broad is. Well, I mean, who who did her dad recently just blame? If it wasn't himself, then he's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, he, I think it was Quentin Don't. Tarantino or something. That he what? Like, blamed for Miley Cyrus. <laughs> what? I'll, I'll have to show you the article later. Yeah, it was completely off the wall. It was <laughs> basically him deflecting all blame off himself. It was somebody who cast her in something, and it was like that started her acting career, which turned her into Hannah Montana, which then made her lose her goddamn mind and turn into Miley Cyrus. It wasn't the fact that her own father was trying to pimp her out to older men. No. No, couldn't be. Wow. Just pass the buck. That's how it works. That's what you do. Don't blame his heart. His Don't do it. Don't heart. fucking do it. <laughs> I just don't think it. I'm going to punch you right in the dick. <laughs> just right in there. Um. Anyway, um, Riff Raff is going to be played by Reeve Carney, who stars in Penny Dreadful. I'm not sure who he is in that. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. I want to say he's Dorian Gray. Okay. I've only watched like a handful of episodes of that show, so I'm not... Yeah, I'm not 100% on that. Yes. Dorian Gray. Okay. So... Okay. Um, <clears throat> he he almost looks a little like um, the guy that played Riff Raff in the original. Oh, yeah? A little, a little bit. I and mean, you got to figure with Riff Raff, there's going to be a lot of makeup going on. So. Sure, yeah. <clears throat> um, Rocky, as in Rocky Balboa. Yo. No, different Rocky. Oh, right. Rocky Horror uh, will be played by the model Steve. Staz Nair, who I assume is a big giant Swede like the original. Rocky. No, he's actually he looks like he's um like he almost looks like a AC Slater without the Jerry curl. Really? He's got black hair and like olive skin. Yeah. Interesting. Not what I would have expected. No. I don't know if they're gonna make him go blonde or I mean, I guess Rocky doesn't have to be blonde. Not necessarily. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Eddie is gonna be played by now follow me here, Eddie. Originally Meatloaf. 
the the biker messenger boy. Uh, it's going to be played by Adam Lambert. Hmm. Yes, that Adam Lambert, the guy who's lost American Idol, and is like the polar opposite of like a badass biker. Of meatloaf. Sure. <laughs> um. And you know, it's, Meatloaf has that 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 throaty, like soulful voice, with you know, with like a lot of power behind it. Adam Lambert sings like a bitch. <laughs> I don't really know any of his music, so I can't really. I, I've heard it. I I, I probably have heard it. And I don't even know it. Yeah, I, I I couldn't pick out his voice, but I know that I've heard his songs or some of his songs, and yeah, he sings like a bitch. Like he's got that that. High pitched, kind of almost nasally voice. It's just goes right through you like a fucking nail. Now, um, you remember, may remember from the original, there was a was a criminologist yes. that was doing the narration. Uh, well, they have cast their narrator. Now get excited, everyone, because the person playing the new narrator is none or none other. Then the original Dr. Frank M. Furter himself, Tim Curry. Tim motherfucking Curry. Now, this is weird because he had a stroke. <laughs> right. He is wheelchair bound. Mm-hmm. He has stroke face, which he... It's terrible. He does. Half of his face is slop, slopping, <laughs> sloping. Dro- drooping. That's a better word. I don't know why that one didn't come to me first. It's melting. <laughs> um, and, you know, when you, when you see that kind of effect of a stroke, that usually comes along with stroke voice or stroke speech. So how is he? I mean, maybe he's fine. I don't know. I haven't heard him speak since he's had his stroke. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Um, but how is he? Assuming he does have sh- Stroke speech. How is he gonna narrate? I I don't know. I mean, he must be well enough to take on the role. I guess. I mean, he made his like what first public appearance since the stroke uh, at some award show, I think. Yeah, something something like that. Um, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess he looked okay for somebody who was who had had like a really bad stroke. Um, yeah, I mean, all things considered. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is good news. I'm good for him. Good for everyone. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it lends a lot more credence to the project to have him attached. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it seems like when you a lot, a lot of cases nowadays when you're making remakes or reboots or whatever the fuck, you you always got to have that tie to the original somehow. Yeah, some cameo usually. Yeah. Um, I think I've mentioned before, like all these superhero shows are doing it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a nice callback to the like original fans, you know? Um, but yes, all these newcomers, uh, will of course join Laverne Cox, who we previously said is going, has been cast as uh Frank inverter. I read um, an interview with her where she said that the, the, uh, wardrobe is going to be completely different. Really? Yeah. She's not going to wear like 
fishnets and uh, uh, corset, corset and panties. <laughs> guess not. All right. She obviously didn't get into any specifics, but she said she said it was going to be more glamorous. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like that. I mean, I'll hold out judgment. Because Frankenfurter is not glamorous. True. It's not a character that you would see wearing, you know, like a ball gown or something. This is true. So, I don't know. Whatever. Um, This uh, TV event special is being directed by Kenny Ortega, who directed High School Musical and Hocus Pocus. Kid stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So this is a little out of his wheelhouse, one would think. Seemingly. (laughs) Um, I wonder why they approached him, like of all people. Maybe he was down on the list. Maybe he wasn't their first choice. I mean, obviously, High School Musical, as abysmal as that was, it's still referred to as a musical. So, you know, maybe he, he has, since he has that experience directing a musical-type production. Could be. And then, you know, Hocus Pocus, you got that kind of pseudo-horror kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, his his experience definitely fits in, I guess. Just the fact that he goes from kids' movies and you know, stuff like that. Like, High School Musical is on the Disney Channel. Right. <laughs> um, and Hocus Pocus is a Disney movie. And now this movie has Disney Channel people in it. Right. Hmm. Life's a circle, man. Time, is, time is cyclical. You pay the quarter and you ride. Yep. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> okay, I missed that one. <laughs> that one escaped me. Uh, it's going to start filming this winter, so... Wait, this winter we're currently in, or next winter? Yes. Okay. That's what always pissed me off about winter. It spans over the course of, like, two calendar years. Yeah, who the fuck does winter think it is? <laughs> little son of a bitch. Oh, I get to be all years. <laughs> fuck you. Um, yeah. Was that it? That's it. Okay. Moving on. I'm a grumpy old troll living under a bridge. I've got an empty tummy and an empty fridge. I'm waiting all day for a meal to come along. Well, who's that trip trapping over my bridge? So Guillermo del Toro is working on a new project. That means of the bull. It means... Guile of the Bull Toro. Tatanka. <laughs> no. That's uh, a buffalo. Can I can I continue? If you must. Guillermo del Toro is bringing a new project to Netflix called Troll Hunters. It's going to be an animated series with uh, DreamWorks Animation. It's based on a book that Del Toro wrote, along with co-author Daniel Krauss, about two brothers in the 60s who are attacked by a ferocious beast while riding their bikes under a bridge on the way home. Because trolls. Bridges. Right. 
That's where they live. Underneath. Under. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> under. Un- under the bridge. During the attack, the older brother disappears. Later in his adult life, the brother who survived begins seeing the same creatures again and is pulled into a dark underworld that exists under our bridges and beds. Now, since when do trolls live under beds? Yeah, I think I think that's different monsters, isn't it? The little monsters. <laughs> right. It's Maurice. That's awful. <laughs> yes. Howie Mandel lives under my bed. Creepy. <laughs> it's okay because he won't touch you because he's a germaphobe. So. Right. Um, and he comes out and wants to know deal or no deal. Right. He just shows up with all these briefcases and beautiful women. Like, yeah. What are you doing in my home? You, you leave. Ladies, you can stay. It's like, but since deal or no deal is owned by Fox... You're like, what is this? Some kind of generic ripoff? And he's like, generic. Right? Yep. Don't you know? Oh, fuck. Great show. Great show. It's funny. Like, I didn't know... That well, I mean, like I, Bobby's World came out when we were kids. Um, I didn't know that that was actually a bit he did in his stand-up in like the seventies and eighties. Yeah, I learned that much later. Yeah, me too. Um, so much more adult. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how those things get adapted into children's shows. Mm-hmm. You got guys like Bob Saget. Playing a dad on Full House. Bob Saget! When his stand-up was all about doing coke off hookers' tits and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Who can actually picture Danny Tanner doing fucking (laughs) coke off, doing rails off a hooker's ass? Um, I can, but only because of Entourage. Right, yeah. Because we've seen it. We we saw it. (laughs) That is to say, I saw it. Uh, yeah, Troll Hunters starring Howie Mandel. Troll Hunters. That's the theme song. (laughs) Is it? Yep. (laughs) I wrote that. It's it's on it's on audio now, so if they try to steal it from me, I'll sue their asses. (laughs) But you said it you already said it is the theme song. (laughs) It's going to be. Okay. They're they're gonna steal it from me. (laughs) Guillermo, I know you're listening. Don't you fucking steal that. Troll. You fucking <laughs> cocksucker. <laughs> um, so yeah, Troll Hunters starring Howie Mandel is coming to Netflix and not starring Howie Mandel. <laughs> Eventually. I don't know when. He'll be there at some point. I, yeah. They have to work his character in. <laughs> he lives under the bed. It's it's, it's all written already. <laughs> Stephen King Jr., a.k.a. Joe Hill. Uh, that's not actually his name. I don't think his name's actually Stephen King Jr. Is it Joe King? <laughs> I never thought of that. I hope so. 
<laughs> I never put that together. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm Joe Hill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did, like I said, I think when we talked about Mr. Oh, um, not uh, Mr. Mercedes. Um, Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Uh, that he took up a pen name so he didn't write off his dad's coattails. Yeah. And then he went into meetings. People went, you know who you look like? <laughs> uh, Joe Hill's The Fireman is being adapted into a film by Fox. He's getting a lot of his shit picked up. Well, he's his father's kid. <laughs> Stephen K. Jr. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he, he wouldn't be a king if uh, if all of his work wasn't being adapted. <laughs> um, Louis Leterrier. Uh, Leterrier. There's an R there. It's Leterrier. <laughs> America. <laughs> God damn it, it's America. It's French for the Terrier. <laughs> Good Taylor, uh, star of the well, no, t- director of The Incredible Hulk and Clash of the Titans is going to direct. Um, yeah, the story is about a worldwide pandemic of spontaneous combustion that threatens to reduce civilization to ashes, and a band of improbable heroes who will battle to save it, led by one powerful and enigmatic. Help me. Enigmatic. Thank you. Man known as the fireman. Because he... Is probably a fireman. <laughs> maybe, yeah. He was probably a fireman in his previous life before yeah. people started exploding. <laughs> that's, I mean, if people were to randomly start exploding, that's who I would turn to, would be the fire department. Yeah. Or, you know, like a chemical biologist. Sure. That would be a good good pick, too. Yeah. Because they probably know why it was happening in the first place. Hopefully. <laughs> um, so the book is going to be released May 17th. Now, for those of you not following closely, <laughs> the book is not out yet. But it, is, it has been optioned for a film. So Joe Hill is a good talker. <laughs> Apparently so. Or, or... Fox Studios are whores. <laughs> little from column A, little from column B. <laughs> because they bought the rights to something that didn't exist yet. Right. <laughs> of course, I think Universal did the same thing with Harry Potter. Did they? Um, yeah, I mean, they they were making the movies as the series was being released. Well, later in the series, yeah, but I think the first one wasn't, was it? <laughs> No, the, you know, the first one was out already. I mean, you do it once and you are successful. J.K. Rowling can fart and they'll make a movie out of it. Sure. Except I think she wrote like another book after Harry Potter. And yeah, it was supposed to be like a more adult themed book. Yeah. Oh, my God. My wife was my wife was listening to it like the audio book <clears throat> had this really British dude like this. I don't know if it was a real like Cockney accent or if he was just doing a character. But Jesus Christ. I he was wanted- like, Harry Potter, isn't it? <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> oh, I'm so dumb. <laughs> but yes, he probably would have said those things <laughs> if, it was, a Harry if it was a Harry Potter book. <laughs> but it wasn't. I think it was K. 
casual vacancy, I think it was called. That sounds familiar. Um, yeah, my wife bought the book. Oi! You want to shag, mistress? <laughs> she bought the book, then didn't read it. Well, she read, like, part of it, and then put it on the shelf for a year, however long. And then she read the audio, or listened to the audiobook. I've done so, that. Uh, I, I, I listen to audiobooks because I don't have time to, listen, to read books. I just don't. Yeah. And, well, that's not an accurate statement. I don't have the – when I do have time, I don't have the motivation to do it because the last thing I want to do is read a book. <laughs> because, well, like based on when I have that time available, when I get home from work, I don't want to read. Yeah, I want to sit, watch TV, and you know, not exist for a while. <laughs> sure. Yeah, just veg. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, if you go to audacity dot com slash graveplot podcast, you can get yourself a free audiobook. Hey, plug, we, plug, plug. We haven't recorded any of those lately. We can do one after this. Uh, sure. So yeah, I listen to an audiobook for World War Z. It was yeah. awesome. It had John Turturro and like Alan Alda and all kinds of people. See, in and it. That, that's what I listened to it too, and that's what drew me towards it because it had that like all star cast. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Um, I just finished the stand. That was a long one. <laughs> that's what she said. That's what. <laughs> um, but no, it <laughs> it had like seventy five chapters or something. Jesus. Like um, and. It it probably took me over a month to listen to it because you know I, I listen to it on my way to and from work. Yeah, um, till I get maybe between an hour and a half and two hours of listening a day. So it it took a while. I bet there's a lot of extra stuff in that book. It's a Stephen King book, of yeah. course there is. But I mean, like he spent like I know you probably haven't read the book, but you've seen. You've seen the miniseries, the miniseries yeah. you know, Trash Can Man? Yeah. There is, like, a section just about him. Like a chapter? More than a chapter. Jeez. Like, and I don't give a shit. Well, like, Trash Can Man, he's he's an important part of the story. <clears throat> um, but I don't need to know that much about him. Yeah. I don't need to know where he came from or why he is the way he is. He's just a trash can man. He's fucking weird. <laughs> that's all I need to know. And that's why, like, the, the miniseries did a good series. Uh, good um, portrayal. Portrayal of that. Thank you. Um, I just keep picturing Frank Reynolds as the trash man, his wrestling character. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to want to watch a 70 year old man eat garbage. <laughs> Uh, um, Anyways Fireman Is there an audiobook of the Fireman? No, because it's not fucking out yet It's not a thing (laughs) This is four months away (laughs) I wonder if they're going to put the movie out first (laughs) They might, they could at this point Well, it's like They option the rights, they don't know Unless they got like some advanced copy Which is entirely possible, I guess Um, But they don't know the story. The story. 
And what's more, they don't know if people are going to like it. Yeah. They're really throwing the dice. I mean, do they... They don't really have a script, right? They they just bought the rights. So well, they don't have a script or a screenplay or anything like that yet. I assume not. Uh, I mean, obviously they have a director, but yeah. Um, fuck if I know. Well, whatever. It's their money. I don't fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what am I, a cop? <laughs> So kind of going back to how we talked about with uh, Phantasm Ravenger, how it was just like, oh, yeah, here's a movie that we made. Boom! Um, movie! J.J. Abrams apparently did the same thing with a Cloverfield thing affiliated movie of some kind. It's somehow affiliated. Uh, before the movie 13 Hours, there's a trailer for the new 10 Cloverfield Lane from J.J. Abrams and directed by Dan Trachtenberg. Uh, it was apparently filmed under the name Valencia to keep it a secret. Um, no one, Secrets. No one really knows what the connection to Cloverfield is, but Abrams said, The idea came up a long time ago during production. We wanted to make it a blood relative of Cloverfield. The idea was developed over time. We wanted to hold back the title for as long as possible. Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane is about a woman who wakes up from a car accident and finds herself in the basement of a man who says he saved her life from a chemical attack that has let the left the outside uninhabitable. Uh, the young woman is played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead and the man is played by John Goodman. Have you watched this trailer? Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. And I don't know how it has anything to do with Cloverfield. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is that I think the monster might be outside. Maybe, but the, like the trailer doesn't lead you to believe that. No, at it all. doesn't. That's, just, that's me just, jumping to conclusions based solely on the fact that this is in some way related to Cloverfield. Yeah, it just makes you think that John Goodman is crazy. Well, and the tagline is even monsters come in all shapes. Right. John Goodman's shaped. Yeah, which is much less round than it used to be. Right. Now it's more pear-shaped. Yeah. <laughs> which means something is wrong. Ah. Uh, Oh, parrot shaped, right? Yeah, I thought you meant like with him. I'm like, what's wrong with John Goodman? <laughs> no, don't take John Goodman. But no, I think it's usually, I think it's more of a Britishism. Yeah, say something goes pear shaped right. means something has gone awry. Indeed, and John Goodman is pear shaped, and pears are delicious. Yes, they're like chalky apples. But in a good way. <laughs> that doesn't sound appetizing when you put it that way. No, they they don't have like that. Uh, I don't know. They're not as like juicy as an apple. This is true. Uh, but they taste somewhat similar and have a somewhat similar texture. Sure, a little bit. But again, just not as good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like pears. I like pears, too. I just like apples better. I don't know if I'd go that far. Well, nobody asked I you. eat apples much more often. Probably because they're much more accessible. Well, yeah. You gotta like, it's like you have to look for pears. Buying a pear is an investment. <laughs> I think they're, are, they're seasonal, too, I think. 
Are they? Bartlett's? I don't know. This is the Grave Pear Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you didn't expect Pear Talk when you turned this on. Expect the unexpected. Um... We are so, yeah, I expect us. I really don't know what's going on with this movie. Um, I did add it to the calendar, though, so we're going to see it when it comes out. Hey. But, yeah. Hey. It's, uh, like Tony said, there's, there's nothing that gives you the indication that it is related to the Cloverfield monster in, in any way. No. And, like, the, the trailer basically leads you to believe that Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character is, like, immediately suspicious of John Goodman. Someone, thinking I do a strip tease. What are you doing? I, I didn't want it to be on the microphones. So I was trying to do it slow. <laughs> so slow. Um, <laughs> uh, I was my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, <I bet>. like, <laughs> yeah. Show me that elbow. Um. But no, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character looks like she's just immediately suspicious of John Goodman. And why wouldn't she be? He's got a creepy beard. He does have a creepy beard. It's just like people that ha- never have beards that suddenly have beards. You don't, just, you don't trust them. Yeah, like the commissioner of the NHL. All of a sudden he's got a beard now and he looks weird and creepy. He does? Yeah. I don't like that. I know. He's got a, like a, a round head and so his beard just doesn't work. No good. No. Yeah. I already hated him. Why? Just because he's a commissioner? Roger Goodell? No, NHL. Oh! Gary Bettman. I don't know that bitch. I don't watch hockey. I don't, I don't either. But Yeah, for some reason, people that are Sonics fans are invested in the NHL for whatever fucking reason. <laughs> because it gets the arena built. I guess. But it doesn't make the NBA... Never mind. <laughs> I'm not getting into that. Um... But yeah, like you know, some guy says that. Oh well, you can't go outside because it's dangerous. Right. You have to stay in my house. Personally, well, he says I it's don't a, know. a chemical attack. Right. Um. So yeah, naturally she's like, alive. Damn it! It's a miracle. <laughs> Great show. I guess they're they're filming the second season. See, yeah. Or. It's already filmed something. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know if it's filmed or filming, but it's being made. It's real funny. It's a good show. <laughs> and Ellie Kemper is just adorable. She is. Uh, that's Aaron from uh, The Office. Mm-hmm. Or Kelly, for those of you that follow it. Mm-hmm. You know. I know. I got gotcha. you. I smell what you're cooking. You trying to wink? What was that? Huh? You made a face like you were trying to wink but couldn't. Did I? It looked. It looked like this. (laughs) Sometimes, like I'll, (laughs) I'll like go to like do like an exaggerated wink, but I'll wink the wrong eye, so I'll make. (laughs) So you can't even see your eye. I just do the Lucille wink. <laughs> oh, how much do I have to pay you to never do that again? <laughs> um, yeah. So, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Check out the Great Flat podcast review of it in March? whatever 
March, April, something like that. Something. Yeah, go watch the trailer on YouTube. It's weird. Funky. Walmart's at it again. Fucking Walmart. You know, there was a point in time where they were only going to sell edited CDs. And I think maybe they did for a while. Is it Tipper Gore era? No, after that. But no, like for a while they said that we're only going to sell clean edited versions of, of music. And so I think people just stopped buying music from Walmart because that's dumb. Yeah. Um, but now you remember our little movie called Deathgasm. Deathgasm. Um, pretty graphic cover. Well, I mean, you had the big pentagram. That was yeah, kind of a point of contention. And like um, well, I guess maybe graphic isn't the right word. It's just very intense looking. Um, a lot of weaponry and such. Satanic imagery. Yes. Um, well, Walmart has decided they're going to go ahead and change not only the cover of the movie, but the title of the movie. Because they can do that, apparently. apparently. Because they're Walmart. They've changed the title to Heavy Metal Apocalypse, which is very generic, but accurate, but fitting, I yeah. guess. <laughs> um, this isn't the first time they've done it. As I said, like they tried to sell only edited music at one point. Um, but they also changed Bloodsucking Bastards to Bloodsucking Bosses. Because that's a fun title. Because bastards is a dirty word. Right. They also changed a Christmas horror story to a holiday horror story. War on Christmas. Uh, it was about Christmas. Yeah, that's... It wasn't about holiday. The whole thing with, like, Christmas versus holiday, it's... Like, I'm wondering, did they also change holiday vacation and a holiday story? Right? Like... Uh, no, because they're persecuting horror. Sure, yeah. Um, but that, that's so fucking stupid. Like, it wasn't... It had nothing to do with any other winter holiday. It was it's a, a movie Christmas about horror Christmas, movie. yeah. So, it's not a Christmas... It's not the same thing as saying Merry Christmas versus saying Happy Holidays. Yeah, but I'm sure some fucking atheist piece of shit just walked into, the, walked into Walmart and shit his pants and said, You see this shit? That's because of you selling this movie. I'm so offended by uh, the word Christmas that I shit my pants. No, I, more than likely, no one was offended. And they were like, well, someone's going to be offended if you put Christmas. Probably. I like the, more the idea of some douchey atheist. Atheists are just as bad as Bible thumpers. Well, I mean, I don't think you can lump Oppos- them all together. but Opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, obviously. But they're just as bad. Sure. I mean, extremism in any case, whether it be, you know, terrorism or 
Christianity is it's awful. Yeah. Bad stuff. Yeah, just don't be an extremist. Don't do don't it. do that. By the way, if you haven't sent the guys in Oregon dildos yet, you should get on that. Or you can be like the co-creator of Cards Against Humanity and send them a 55-gallon drum of lube. wonder if Matthew Inman sent them anything. He's always doing weird shit like that. Who? The oatmeal. Oh. I don't know. Maybe. He's got a card to game out now. Have you seen that? Yeah. Exploding some, kittens. Right. I was just going to say something about cats. but um, That's gotten pretty good reviews. We're getting way off track here. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Deathgasm. They changed the cover, or changed the title, Heavy Metal Apocalypse. They changed the cover, which featured the three main characters, uh, Zach and... Um, was it Brody? Zach, Brody, and was the girl? Um, why do I want to say Bridget? That doesn't sound right. It's probably wrong. I don't know. <clears throat> Taylor's going to look it up. Um, but uh, Medina. Medina, right. That was, that was way off. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zach was holding a shotgun. Um, so you know, I have I have a big problem with that on two two different levels. Um, the the original cover is holding a chainsaw, right? Uh, he doesn't use a gun in the movie at any point. Nope, no one does. No, there's no shotguns. Uh, second of all, Walmart, which of course sells guns. Sure. Cross-branding is what it is. Is They're basically telling us that gun violence is more acceptable than having gasm in your title. Right. Because why would you want to talk about sex? Yeah, to boil it down even more, they're saying gun violence is better than sex. Right. I'm sorry. If there's mass orgies, that shit doesn't make the news. Mass shootings, that shit makes the news. Yeah. And which would you, like, more want to participate in? Which one would you rather get shot in the face with? (laughs) Are you talking about a shotgun blast and a blast of spunk? Yes. That's a tough choice. (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Because, one, you die. One, you don't die. You just wish you were. But you maybe wish you were. (laughs) Or wish you had. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so they changed the cover, changed the title, but thankfully, the movie inside remains unchanged. So that's good, because that would be bullshit. Um, I mean, if you haven't encouraged, I mean, if you haven't listened to our review of Deathgasm, I'll tell you right now, we definitely encourage you guys to go see it. It's a, it's an awesome movie. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, don't buy it from Walmart. I don't care if it's 11 cents cheaper. Go across the street to Best Buy. Another conglomerate. <laughs> or, you know, get it on iTunes or something. Whatever whatever people do. Sure. Just don't go to Walmart. Yeah, I'd say maybe go to the filmmaker's preferred retailer, but they probably don't have one. Probably not. Just wherever they sell it. Yeah. <laughs> Just buy it. You buy now. He's not Asian. No. And Deathgasm 2 is coming. We know Taylor. I know. It's going to be cool. So, yeah, fuck Walmart. But they 
got the bargains. Fuck them. Exciting story for video game aficionados, Carlos. Video games. Okay. Left 4 Dead 3 could finally be coming in 2017. Hey! Um, UK Outlet Express says that Valve is making it their top priority and that it will be out on all next-gen consoles. So assuming that's PC, PS4, and X-Bone... I would think, which would be nice because the first two were only on Xbox. Right, they were Xbox exclusive. Um, it doesn't specifically say which consoles, but it, it does say next-gen consoles. Right. Consoles, plural. Right. So you got to think. Uh, according to Express, the new characters are Catherine, a gangster named Irvin. I don't know if this is a urban gangster. Yeah. Or if this is a, like, Passy. Yeah, walking what about, I got a Tommy gun. Tommy gun. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out there and grease him. Wearing a pinstripe suit, a fedora. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, a comic book nerd named Keenan. I really hope it looks like comic book guy. <laughs> um, actually, this is worst zombie ever. Yeah, <laughs> this is completely inaccurate. This would not happen. Basically, um, us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Uh, and then also a famous Kenpo fighter named Garrett Jr. Because Kenpo <clears throat> is effective against zombies. What is Kenpo? I'm not familiar. It's a martial arts. I've assumed that much, but I didn't know if it was... Like, I know, like, Muay Thai is all elbows and knees. I don't know if there was, like, a specific thing about think, Kenpo that sets it apart. I think Kenpo might use, like, a like like bow staffs. Like, oh, yeah? So... I mean, maybe be like like Morgan on uh, like Donatello, hmm? like Donatello. Sure, I, I could be wrong. I, I don't know. I don't really know my martial arts all that well. <clears throat> um, also, according to to Express, the six new campaigns will be No Mercy, Cliffhanger, Early Destination, Crashland, Impasse, and Inquisitor Land. No idea what any of those are. Now, that's their names. My only remaining question is. I already know what you're going to say. Will this have no Chomsky? <laughs> because he is the best part of Left 4 Dead 2. Him and Mustachio. <laughs> Mustachio! <laughs> Dude, you still need to buy that fucking game. Dude, I will. <laughs> A year later. <laughs> I just keep forgetting. Later today, I'll go to fucking GameStop. Yeah, you do that. Yeah. I will. You do it. You do it. Do it. Do it. You do it. <laughs> so yeah, if you're like us and you love the Left 4 Dead games, then you gotta be fucking stoked right now. Yeah. I'm fucking amped. Fucking A. I'm amped. Ha ha. <laughs> Alright, that's all for horror business. Um now on to remains. Uh Cabin Fever remake is getting a release date finally. Um it's coming to theaters and VOD on February twelfth, two thousand sixteen. Like we said before, this is based on Eli Roth's original script, um, but it has new death scenes. Um, Eli Roth 
calls it a really fun movie, and I think I might put more credence into that opinion had I not seen Green Inferno and Knock Knock. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not convinced that this is going to be good either. But... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I have some kind of, like, sick curiosity, I guess. Um, director Travis Zarlwini said uh, it was a great opportunity to recreate an iconic film for a new generation of horror fans. New generation? Is there a new generation already? Mm-hmm. The, the original is like, what, less than 10 years old? I want to say more than 10, less than 15. Okay. Well, I don't know that there's a new generation of horror fans yet. I think it's pretty much the same generation. Uh, you want to say I'm a diehard fan of horror films and the king of horror? 2002. Really? Yep. Wow. Okay. I feel old again. Um, I'm a diehard fan of horror films and the king of horror... King of Horror, Eli Roth. Ooh, what? No. No, sir. No. No, no, no. No. Trusted me to reimagine this film. I was not going to fail. Well, I think we'll be the judges yeah, of that. Why don't you let us decide there, Travis Zerudabu? And Eli Roth has never been the King of Horror. No. <laughs> not even when he was in his prime and not actually even making good movies. In the hostile days. Right. So, you know, just... Just no. Let's, let's slow down. Let's pump the brakes. Uh, last episode, we talked about 31 being NC-17 for weird, sadistic violence and shit and awesomeness. Um, turns Naked out, women. Turns out Rob Zombie decided to bend over to the MPAA and uh, tell them just go ahead and stick it wherever they wanted. Because the film is going to be rated R for, quote, strong, bloody horror violence, pervasive language, sexual content, and drug use. Uh, which means no more bizarre sexuality. Now, see, I wanted to know what that was. I wanted to know why the sexuality was bizarre. Yeah. And what exactly was going to happen. People getting fucked with chainsaws or something? I hope not. <laughs> But, you know. Well, uh, you're, you're going to have to wait for the DVD because, uh, according to Rob Zombie on his Instagram, the DVD will feature the uncut version. See, you know, I, this would make me fucking furious if I had uh, donated. Because he, he, he crowdfunded this entire movie. Yeah. And then he has the audacity to go to the MPAA and say, oh, well, this, you know, I want to get. A theater release. Yeah, it needs some, to be in as many theaters as possible yeah. so I can make all the money that I didn't spend on this. Right. Act. Fucker. I would, I would lose my shit. And now he's trying to... Well, our next story. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Rob Zombie announced his next movie, uh, which is a, basically a film ad- adaptation of his new album. <laughs> follow, this, follow this album title. The Electric Warlock Acid Witch Satanic Orgy Celebration Dispenser. Dispenser? It dispenses these Electric Warlock Acid Witch Satanic Orgy Celebrations? I guess. What what would that look like? A giant Pez dispenser. That's exactly what I thought of. I was just imagining like this cartoon like trash truck. 
or like garbage truck with a big hose on top and like something comes down just go boop <laughs> boop <laughs> <laughs> just squeezes them out like a Hershey kiss <laughs> and then boom electric warlock acid witch satanic orgy celebrations just just bring, there in the middle of the street your block <laughs> um he said I'll tell you what cuz he's from Texas I was going to do that once you read the first line, and then you did it in how I was going to say it. You <laughs> stepped all over my bit. My bit. <laughs> uh, me and the guys in the band are pretty damn sure this is our best record yet. Zombie wrote in a press release. Probably not. <laughs> no. Hellbilly Deluxe is pretty fucking good. Yeah. And he hasn't made another good one since. Yeah. I mean, he's only, what, put out like two more since then, I think. Um. He says, yeah, I know. Everyone says that. Okay, so he knows. <laughs> but I actually believe it. Seriously, our most fucked up musical monster piece to date. I'm in love with this record so much I'm making a fucking movie to go with it. And I just want 200 of the weirdest, most hardcore zombie fans to be part of it. That is, if you've got what it takes. And what, what it, it takes... takes- is $500 to be in this fucking thing. Fuck you, Rob. <laughs> you could be playing anything from a horrible monster to a sick robot. <laughs> or maybe just playing... Wait, like physically sick? Beep, boop. Hatchoo! <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you have to walk I around. I am so congested. Doing the beep, robot. boop. Because <laughs> um, robots say beep, boop. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, zombie notes on his official website. Uh, time to show us your star potential. Who knows? Perhaps this is your chance to be discovered. Probably not. Uh, the movie shoots in L.A. in February. Grab a spot, sign up, and we'll contact you directly to get your headshot and some other crucial info to get you cast in this once-in-a-lifetime once opportunity. So not only do you have to have $500, you, you have to have headshots. You have to basically do you know how, audition. Do you know how much headshots cost? They're fucking expensive. <laughs> I just take it with my fucking cell phone. That is, if I was going to drop five hundred fucking dollars, <laughs> Apple Store. <laughs> um, yeah, nonsense. And like I said, after so he's basically crowdfunding it again. Yeah, after some fucker or this fucker crowdfunded his movie, then basically gave it to the MPA and say, "Here, judge me." Um. Now he wants more money from people. Is he fucking insane? People will pay it. Though. Oh, I know, I know. There are enough dumb people in the world that'll actually fucking pay it, and probably still like hardcore Rob Zam- zombie fans still exist somewhere. I'm sure. Um. But that's just fucking insane. I I, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, Stars is going to resurrect the Mexican '80s horror show. Mal- Maleficio, based on the popular production El Maleficio. El Maleficio. I'm assuming that means the Maleficent? One would guess. Uh, which originally aired in 1983 with 320 episodes <laughs> to become one of the most successful telenovelas of all time. I love these fucking Mexican soap operas. They have a new episode like every fucking day. <laughs> I, I just can't picture... A, a, a horror telenovela. Dark Shadows. Well, I mean, that soap opera, but... Yeah. 
But, but, but like, Mexican soap operas are so over the top. It's true. Maria. Maria. Por qué? <laughs> Uh, the new supernatural thriller will center on Don Enrique de Martino, a powerful Mexican businessman who has made a deadly pact with the devil. El Diablo. So is he grande. Okay. Odd thing to resurrect, but whatever. They should get... Is uh, it going to be in Spanish? I don't know. It's going to be on Stars. so... I just Speaking of Stars, I just finally watched the season finale of Ash vs. Evil Dead. What would you think? It's pretty good. It was a little weird. It was weird and kind of a surprise ending, but yeah, you know, did a good job of setting up the second season. Oh, for sure. Because I was kind of wondering how they were going to do that. Yeah. And something like, I don't know, I always had like, I went into it, watched, you know, like the first one or two episodes. So, okay. So they've basically retconned Amer- um, American Psycho. Um, yes, they did. They, they retconned American didn't Psycho. Exist. Um, no, sorry, uh, Army of Darkness. Yes, and then you know, watching it further, it seemed like they had retconned Evil Dead too. I don't know about that. Well, no, watching it, continuing to watch it, it's like, oh no, they've actually referenced evil yeah. things that happen because you know Lucy Lawless is actually um, the the girl in Evil Dead too, like uh, the professor's daughter i can't remember her name but it's her sister apparently yes so there's that yes uh and that was evil dead 2 yes so evil dead 2 is in there yes (laughs) thank you thank you for confirming these things for me they should get Gigi to direct an episode of maleficio yes they should get Gigi to direct a lot of things. Yeah. She's quite good. Most good. Most good. Uh, Fear of the Walking Dead season two is coming April 10th. I still haven't finished the first season. I gave up. I might have to just like sit and just bust it out in an afternoon or something. You could. Or you just maybe watch season two. Or you just two. go on living. Yeah. <laughs> you don't do your thing that you've been doing ever since. Um, I don't know. Is anybody excited for this? Tell us about it. People were really excited for the first season, and then it came out, and they were like, "Oh, this is not that good." No, it was. It was so bad. There wasn't a single likable character. That was the thing. It's like the show. It's not like it was a bad production or anything. And I didn't buy people's complaints that it's like, "Oh, there's not enough zombies." It's like, well, you're an idiot. <laughs> it's the beginning of the fucking. Outbreak. There's not going to be zombies everywhere yeah. like there are in Walking Dead. My problem was that none of the characters were likable. Yeah. They weren't relatable. They were just annoying as fuck. Yeah. And there's too many goddamn junkies on TV now. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is LA. Well, yeah. But. <laughs> um, but, no, I mean, like, I think the, the person that you could most... Um, prone to, to, to like is Cliff Curtis's character. I don't remember his name. Me neither. Um, but uh, even Bud he, or Skip or something like that. <laughs> Champ. Jimmy. <laughs> um, but even he, he's he's a fucking drip and it's just like irritates you to watch him. Yeah, it's like he's not... He's not unlikable. He's, he's just not annoying. annoying like the other characters. He's annoying in a way because there's nothing to him. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I don't want this <clears throat> to go on. I need it to stop. Well, apparently, season two is going to be on a boat or something. I'm on a boat, man. How do you have a zombie apocalypse on a boat? I don't know. That's fucking stupid. I don't, I don't know. <sighs> season one is going to start streaming on Hulu on January 26th. So, there you go. I'll watch it on there. Yeah. Go or for I it. won't. I don't know. Or don't. I'm, I'll figure it out later. I guarantee you, your life will not be uh, any richer or poorer if you don't watch it. Fair It'll enough. be exactly the same. This is probably true. Uh, speaking of second seasons, Scream Queens has been greenlit for a second season. Uh, this one's going to take place in a hospital. I, I believe, like American Horror Story, it's going to be anthology style where it's a different story every season. I didn't, I didn't finish this. I did not either. Did you actually watch it? I watched, I think, three or four. Okay. I, I sat down like a couple nights in a row and tried to try to burn through them. I just got distracted and started watching other things or something. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I intend to watch them at some point. Just it's not a priority for me. Yeah. Um, as far as season two goes, no word yet on casting or release date, although Jamie Lee Curtis is already being rumored to return. Okay. So apparently she doesn't die, I guess. Unless she's playing a different character. I don't know. Like I said, I think it's anthology style where it's different stories every time. She, just like she's going to be like, this is Ryan Murphy. So it's like maybe she's yeah. going to be like Jessica Lang. Could very well be. All right. I mean, I, I could be into that, I guess. Yeah, whatever. I mean, she's more of a horror icon than Jessica Lang is. This is true. Um. So there's that. There it is. Um, Juan Antonio Bayona leaves the project of World War Z 2. Best career move he's ever made. Yes. Um, scheduling conflicts with him uh, during post-production on his... Or, sorry. <clears throat> he's in post-production on his film, The Monster Calls, um, which created scheduling conflicts with filming. Um, but Paramount, they're going to soldier on. They're going to make this goddamn movie... Whether we want it or not. This year. They're going to make it this year. Right. Which is why they didn't want to wait for Bayona. Right. Um, so they've got to film like their five scenes with real people in them and then start filling in the gaps Yeah, with CGI. And they're going to go find the guy in the bathroom at McDonald's to go direct it. <laughs> Alabama. 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 <laughs> um, but, I mean, in the end... Who cares? Because this is going to be fucking stupid. Yeah, it's probably going to be even worse than the first. Oh, it, it's like guaranteed to be worse. Yeah. Guaranteed. Because you don't have Max Brooks' source material to not rely on. Right. And uh, is Brad Pitt going to be in it? Yeah. Is he? he is, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's something. There's something. There's, there's one thing in a mountain of other things that are bad. Are they going to bring back Matthew Fox's character that got cut out? I don't... He was supposed to be... He filmed a scene for it, and it got cut out. Okay, okay, that sounds familiar, but I don't really know the... I don't don't know. Whatever. Whatever. It it doesn't matter. He's off on an island somewhere. Uh, Speaking of Guillermo del Toro again, he is now attached to the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark film adaptation as a executive producer, alongside Sean Daniel, Jason Brown, and Elizabeth Grave. There's also talks that GDT may direct it. So that could be cool. Hey. 
Um, this is, of course, based off a script written by John August, which is said to be faithful to the books. Still not sure how they do that, but I guess we'll see. You know, the thing about the books is that a lot of them were based on urban legends that true. already existed. This is true. So, And the movie Urban Legends was awful. Yes. Good connection. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of... A little indifferent about this. Not not indifferent, but it's, it's, it's sketchy. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with cautiously optimistic. That's where yeah. I'm at on it. Because Crimson Pink was really bad. Yeah, but he's not writing this. But didn't we decide that he could write movies? He just can't fucking direct them. No, I think it was the other way around. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Because we both said Crimson Pink looked great. It's true. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. I'm going to see it regardless. Whether oh, yeah, show or not, I'm going to fucking see it. Yeah, definitely watch it because I love those books. Yeah. So that's all for horror business. Um, once again, we don't have an interview. Yeah, I think we need to move on from the one that we were trying. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be working out. <clears throat> but we need to come up with someone else. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I feel like for a while we were, we, we worked off a list of people that we wanted to get on or people that we had talked to. We burned through that list and then we actually like just happened to come across some other people that, you know, either wanted to get on the show or we asked them to be or whatever. Um, and now we're in a, point where we don't have either one of those things yeah. so we gotta we gotta get this ball rolling again um but since there is no interview we'll just go ahead and jump into our reviews all right so two movies taylor what do you want to do first Dijin. They are all around us now, watching and waiting. Guess it's time to check out our new home. My husband and I were living in America. New York's great, isn't it? I guess we have the same taste. Then I'm looking forward to meeting your husband. I know that what happened was terrible. It was nobody's fault. What we need is to forget and move on. I don't like this space. I'm hearing voices. I'm seeing things. Everything will be fine. Since we have children. We've already tried that, haven't we? Eddie was just telling us about the rich history of the region. You mean the gym? <laughs> There's something wrong here.
All right, movie Jin, because the, the Jin, because the D is silent. Not my D. <laughs> you, you my D keeps from screaming. Idiots. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, see, everything says it's a 2013 movie, but I'm pretty sure it just came out. So maybe it was doing festivals or something maybe um but uh it's a toby hooper movie so that that's what drew me to it in the first place um toby hooper of course of the Texas chainsaw fame um it's a story of uh khalid and salama um salama or salima yeah, Salama. Um, they are a Arab couple that I, I, I guess they they moved from uh, the UAE to America and kind of started a life for themselves there. Um, had a baby, um, and the baby died, and so they're. As, as a lot of couples might have happen in their relationship when that kind of thing occurs, um, their relationship kind of derails a little bit. They're both pretty unhappy, um, Salama in particular. Um, and I, I, I guess Khalid gets a job offer back in the UAE. In Dubai. In, is it Dubai or yeah, Abu Dhabi? It's Dubai. Okay. Um, and... Uh, they, they're, they're seeing a, a relationship counselor, um, and she encourages them to take this opportunity to, you know, kind of reestablish their roots back home, um, and uh, kind of, you know, get a fresh start. Uh, you know, there's something right off the bat that's wrong with this counselor. Yeah. Like, it's very obvious that she's the djinn. <laughs> um, and I guess there's there's kind of a, 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 a prologue to this that a djinn fell in, lo- fell in love with... With a man. With a man, a human, and gave birth to a half djinn, half human. Um... And found a couple in this village and killed their baby and left hers in its place. Um, now, there was something physically wrong with this baby in that it had these b- black eyes. It looked like baby Sinclair from Dinosaurs. <laughs> um, yeah, black eyes, black veining, like all over its face. Um and uh, this couple, or you know, this, this husband and wife, they bring in an exorcist to basically silence the child's gin half, um, and then the, he takes him off and gives him up for ad- adoption or something. <clears throat> um, so we're already kind of familiar with this this 
history that is in this village uh, that has since been demolished and in its place is a high-rise apartment building uh, kind of like out in the middle of nowhere. It seems like it's the only thing. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to tell because they show up and this entire area is just coated in this gravy thick fog and you really can't tell what happened. Um, or if not what happened, but what this area looks like, all you can see is this high rise. Um, is it called like Al, Al Haram or something like that? I don't remember. Um, so they, they get there, like <clears throat> they, they land the airport, her family picks them up and drives them to this new place. And then like almost immediately he goes off to his first day at work. Um, and she's stuck at home by herself and she's, she's miserable. She, um, you know, she had a, a, a career that she liked um, in America, and now she's in this country that she didn't even want to come back to. Um, and she's a housewife. Um, and some weird shit starts to occur. She's being stalked by this shrouded figure. It starts with her hearing the baby. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's hearing crying coming from a back room in the apartment and... Obviously, there's nothing there, um, except for a bunch of creepy fucking um, stuffed animals with these big black eyes. Well, those just appear out of nowhere, too. Yeah. It's like they're, they're kind of like there one second, and then they're not. So, Yeah, they um, had like big black eyes with like white dots in the middle. Right. They were Yeah, they were creepy as shit. And I, I guess that was supposed to remind her of... Her own child, which was like very similar in looks to this half gin child at the beginning, um, and so I, th- th- there's not a lot hidden in this movie. They they kind of give it all away real quick. Yeah, they do. Um, Even and, the stuff they don't like give away necessarily is kind of obvious, right? Yeah, there's not a lot of well-hidden secrets in this. And whether or not that was intentional, I'm not really sure. But, yeah, I mean, pretty much the entire movie is laid out in front of you. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, like, <clears throat> the ending is not a surprise. I mean, it, it presents itself as if it was supposed to, but it's really not. It Like, if the ending was a surprise, then the rest of the movie wouldn't make any sense. Right. Maybe not necessarily that it wouldn't make sense, but it, like, it would be like, why are we? Why do we care? Yeah. Um, but it had kind of almost a Rosemary's Baby feel to yeah, it. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Um, and that this poor woman, she's trying to come to terms with you know everything that's going on in her life and just all this weird shit's happening to her all in the course of one day. I mean, that, that, that this movie takes place over the course of one day. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's the part with the hands on the wall where it's, you know, it's, it's like in Freddy Krueger when he's coming through the wall, it's, mm-hmm. you, but you just see these hands and like, and like knees too. So it's like something's crawling. Yeah. And it's like across the ceiling and on the, on the walls. She was really calm about that. 
Yeah. Like, if that was me, nope. <laughs> We're moving. Yeah. I'm going to go wait out in the hall <laughs> till this shit stops. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to follow it into the room where it went and then open the door. <laughs> um, and, of course, you know, she tries to call Khalid while he's at work. Uh, and, you know, naturally, the djinn is preventing her from making a successful phone call. Um, and even when she does get a phone call off to him, he, the, the gin is in his head at work and he's, he basically picks up the phone and puts it down and doesn't answer her call. So the, the, the gin has, she, it's, it's fucking with her and it's in his head. So, you know, naturally this, these two are doomed <laughs> right <laughs> pretty much right off the bat um and so i mean like i don't want to give away the whole plot i mean there's not a lot of secrets to give away i guess but anything that might be considered a spoiler they're kind of all over the place so yeah not necessarily just at the ending so plot wise i mean that's basically it um, yeah more or less so what would what, you think uh i thought it was pretty good it's it's very creepy um, you know, there's not a lot of monster effects or anything in mm-hmm. it. Uh, you, you don't really see the gin a lot. It's more something that possesses people. It's not, a, it's not a creature. It's not a monster. There are times where you see like a hooded figure, then you see like some teeth, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's not a full monster effect. Right. Um, so I thought, it, I thought it was very creepy. Uh, and I thought it was pretty good. Like you said, it did have a very Rosemary's baby feel, which kind of, Threw me in the ending because I was expecting more of a Rosemary's Baby kind of ending. Yeah, and I didn't get that, mm-hmm. which I guess is somewhat of a spoiler. So, but uh, deal with it. <laughs> uh, my, I, I got this on Google Play, which by the way, it's only two bucks on Google Play and and Amazon. It was on um, Netflix for free. Was it on Netflix? Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> well, I had a Google Play credit, so basically it was free for me, anyways. But, but it's two bucks. It's worth it. And it's even more worth watching on Netflix. God, son of a dick, ass balls. It's even more worth it to watch it for free on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, all you're going to lose is an hour and a half of your time. Right. But, um, no, I thought it was good. Uh, it's it's not great by any means. No. But I thought that it had a lot of good to it. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it is very predictable. Um, my Oh, I was going to say, on Google Play, the first review I saw... One star. The only American in it is a douchebag. <laughs> that was their complaint. Why is that a problem? America. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, there was three Americans by my count. There was... Because there was the douchebag. Which What douchebag? The guy at the beginning when they were doing the backstory. The t- there was the, the, oh, him. The two Arab guys... The two Arab guys telling the backstory to the the American guy, mm-hmm. who was a douchebag. Sure. And then you had Sammy. I took it he was American. It almost seemed like he had an accent at times. Did he? Yeah, but I, I it wasn't strong enough. Sammy is the doorman of this building, right? Who's um, equally creepy. Yeah, he kind of reminded me of uh, like The Shining, like um, the. Uh, Fuck. I want to say Sonny, but I don't think... Not the bartender, the... Oh. Uh, uh, Scatman Crothers. Uh, um, 
Doc. Doc no. Or Dick Howard? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, him. He reminded me of him. Not just because they're both black. <laughs> well, Dick's a good guy. Sammy's kind of not. Well, I know, but he's also got he's also kind of weird. Sure. And you never really know what Sammy's deal is. Well, it did seem like he wanted to every time uh Salima or Salama saw um something going on, he always seemed to kind of downplay it a little bit. Wouldn't well, you? If I was working for a gin, yeah, probably. <laughs> but we don't know that he's working for the gin, do we? Not for certain, I guess. Well, no. No, we definitely like, do. Because- there's someone in my room and you're like, I've been at the front desk this whole time and no one has come by me. I mean, you wouldn't you kind of be like, okay, well, I'll go check it out, but I don't know what you're talking about. Well, at the end, you definitely know. Well, okay, yeah, that part. I guess so. <laughs> and then um, also his driver, I... He struck me as American, although he didn't really talk. Right. I don't know. What did you think? Uh, I didn't dislike it. It wasn't as good as good as I was hoping, I guess. Um, I don't know. Like whenever I see a movie about a gin, I instantly think of Wishmaster. <laughs> and a lot of people think those movies are corny as fuck. And actually... They are. Well, yeah. I mean, the first and second ones are good. The third, fourth, and I think maybe even a fifth one. Those are terrible. Uh, mainly because they didn't have Andrew Dimoff playing the gin. But um, the like this gin is nothing like that gin. No. Um and you know, f- for those of you that are not familiar with what a gin is, basically it's an it's an Arab um, or like I guess a Islamic biblical tale, like from the Quran, that when Allah created existence, He created the angels, and He also created two cre- two beings with free will. He created man, and he created the jinn. Now, jinn are basically where the legends of genies derive from, in that they would kind of uh, make deals with you, but they were always like those had like bad endings to them, and those you know those turned into. Genies, where they would, you know grant you three wishes, and you know, but the the adage of "be careful what you wish for" was much more prominent in a story like a gin or story with a gin, um, and so that's kind of what we're dealing with here. There's no real wishes or anything made with this gin. It's just a, a creature. Like they're kind of like demons, but they even in the movie specifically say they're not related to American demons, but they do possess people. Yeah, I Wait. Mean, they're also shapeshifters, right? Um, and uh, yeah, and so I I guess I I knew going in that it was not going to be anything like Wishmaster, um, but I still had that in my head, and it's <laughs> it's, it's 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 just it's hard, something it's hard to shake, you know. 
Um, but uh, no, in general, it was a good story. Um, I think uh, the people that played uh, Salama and Khalid played th- their characters well. Um, Khalid, you didn't really see a lot of him in the movie in general. Yeah, not really. I mean, Salama was mostly the, the central right. uh, protagonist. Which was, again, another thing that really makes you think of Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Where, you know, the husband is kind of the almost the outsider and doesn't really believe what he's being told, you know. Right. Um, but uh, he, he kind of reminded me of the Egyptian dude from Heroes. The Egyptian dude. The one who was in Slammin' Salmon? Oh. I don't think he's Egyptian. I think he's like Indian. Uh, Sandil Ramamurthy? Doesn't say where he's... He's born in Chicago. <laughs> no. Well, regardless. Um, yeah, so I, like like you said, Salima... Or Salama, keep saying Salima. Salama is much more of the, the prominent figure in this and um, her being just utterly creeped out by everything that happens in this building. Um, and I don't know. Is it- I mean, she's very unhappy right off the bat because she didn't want to leave America. Right. Yeah. And she, she attempts to call her sister, you know, her many phone calls that don't actually go through. Um, and like, you know, she says like, i already unhappy here and you know I, I can't believe I gave up this you know a, a job that I was good at to come back here to be a housewife and um, which is you know understandable sure but the, I don't know I mean I guess the movie wasn't bad but I don't know it's one of those one of these things that like I probably wouldn't watch it again I probably wouldn't watch it again. Yeah. I think once was plenty. Um, and the ending was super anticlimactic. Climactic. Yeah, it really was. Like, the credits started rolling. I'm like, wait, that's it? I mean, that, that that's how they're going to leave it? <laughs> yeah. But it, again, it seemed like it was supposed to be this, like, big reveal. And you were like, no, I figured that out already. Right. Yeah, I, I knew that pretty much, like like right when they got to their apartment. Like, I, you know, or, or around that point in the movie, I pretty much knew what was going on. Mm. Um, but I mean, I guess if you didn't see that coming, it would kind of be like, you know, like the big reveal and then the credits and you'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and another thing is this high-rise apartment building was also built in this village where this gin baby was left at the beginning of the movie. And that kind of, because there's this, this legend in the country that surrounds this village. And so when they, when people say where, where they're living or, you know, you know, talk about the area that, that comes up. Um, and, uh, it, you know, Khalid kind of, says whatever to it, but um, Salama seems much more concerned with, with this legend. And um, so There's even a part where they, the, the cops show up and the, the 
two cops are talking to each other and they're like, you know, let, let's just get in and get out. You know, the legend of Al Haram. Right. And this, you know, this place creeps me out. Um, see, you know, when I saw that uh, Toby Hooper was directing this, I kind of figured that it would be, you know, an English speaking movie. And I would say about 50% of it was. Yeah. The other 50% was all in Arabic mm-hmm. and, you know, subtitled, um, which was kind of a surprise. I mean, I guess I should have expected it to a point, being that it was in UAE or in, you know, some, I guess you might consider this uh, a suburb of. Um, Dubai? Dubai. Well, they said it was two hours away. Hmm. I don't know if that's still considered a suburb. Well, maybe in an area, <laughs> a desolate area like that, maybe it would be. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I can't really think of anything else to say. Anything else you wanted to point out? or um, Some very attractive women in this movie. Yeah. Both Salama and uh, Sarah, their neighbor, mm-hmm. both very attractive women. Right. Yeah. Um, Salama had a very Americanized look to her. She, you know, they, they came from New York and she definitely looked like a girl from New York. Bohemian. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, walking around tight jeans and flowy shirts and, you know, and flats. Yeah. Just kind of that, that look, you know, like the long wavy hair. And then, but then uh, Sarah, she had... Much more glamorous. Yeah, much more um, Middle Eastern look to her. Just kind of a... Uh, like, like a, like kind of like a modern Arabic look. She had those her. crazy eyes, too. Yeah. Not like crazy eyes, but like her eyes were like gold almost. Yeah, they're just very, very light brown. Which is not somebody something you tend to see very often in um, people with you know with brown skin, um, be it you know from Middle East or, or wherever they may be from. It's usually dark eyes, so yeah, those those tend to really stand out when you see something. So is is the the building? It's uh, is it in the same location as where the guys were telling the story at the beginning yes okay because the 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 douchebag american guy was like this would be a great spot for a high rise right and i i kind of gathered that they were that was already in the works like they're already planning to do that right he was some kind of developer who was right checking out the spot they hadn't built it yet at least that's what i took really that's what i took from it they hadn't already built it so seemingly this opening scene was, you know, several months, maybe a year prior to when the bulk of the movie takes place. So and that guy is a total, total bro. Yeah, he total is Chad bro. He kind of reminded me of um, of uh, ah oh shit, the guy from from New Girl, Schmidt. Schmidt, yeah, he reminded me of him a little bit, a little bit. Uh, I mean, kind of looks wise a little, a little bit, but um, definitely like attitude wise. 
Like they're telling him the the story, and he's like, "You're gonna have to try better than that. Scare me, bra." <laughs> he didn't say bra, but he might as well have. He probably said bra in his head. He probably did, and they cut it out. <laughs> Toby was like, "Can you cut out the bra?" That's yeah. I, I don't want bra in my movie. I'm not gonna do that. Um. Yeah. So I guess that's all I've really got for this. <clears throat> okay. Um. I thought it was good, but like I said, not great. It's. I think it's worth a watch for being, especially being on Netflix. Um, It's, it's creepy though. Don't go into it expecting like jump scares and don't go into it expecting Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, no. Yeah. Um, It's very different, Um, but it's, it's creepy. So if you're into, you know, creepy, subtle kind of movies, this, this is a good watch. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say if you're, if you like, Haunted house movies. This sure. yeah, would, yeah. would be up your alley. It's not haunted per se, but it, it has a similar feel or to Rosemary's it. Rosemary's Baby. Sure, yeah. Um, minus the kind of satanic element of it. Yes. Um, yeah, so what, what, do you, what do you think as far as the. Uh, I'll, I'll give it a five. Okay. Um, yeah, I. I don't begrudge this movie, I guess. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I felt like all of the things that should have been kind of slow reveals, you know, things that they maybe should have been a little more careful about revealing or, you know, maybe changing the story a bit to not give it away so blatantly. I think they could have been a little more careful and, you know, um, judicious about how those things were revealed. Um, and the ending, like I was, I was pretty disappointed in the ending, not necessarily how it ended, but just the way it was presented. It was very, like I said, anticlimactic. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the, the direction was good. The acting was good. Um, and the the story was interesting. I mean, it had some merit to it. Um, but at the same time, it's like I like I said, I don't. This isn't something I would watch again, just because it's like you know, been there, done that type of thing. Um. So I think I'll give it a four, with the added. Um, Caveat. Thank you. Can't think of these words today. Um, that it is on Netflix, so you're not really losing anything but time by watching it. So, give it a watch. Word. All right. So, moving on from here, and I get jump into our next movie, which is a 2015 movie called Good Night, Mommy. It's a good sweat, Mama. Ganz, 
ist nicht unsere Mama. So I actually picked this one by popular demand. Um, somebody on Twitter asked that if we were going to do it a while ago. Um, so we're doing it now. Mm. Thanks, person on Twitter. I appreciate it. Uh, so this, this is a German movie mm-hmm. about Elias and Lucas, a set of twins who... Their mom goes and has is it is it a nose job or just they never really specify what kind of surgery she had, did they? Well, a couple times through the movie they mention an accident, so I presumed it to you know, be re, like reconstructive surgery. Okay, well she has some kind of facial surgery or head surgery. Yeah, her entire head is wrapped up is like, just like mummified, mummy. Yeah. yeah. And uh so she comes back from the hospital and Lucas and Elias start to question whether or not this woman is actually their mom. Mm-hmm. They seem to think that, that uh, it's some other woman who is friends with, with their mom because they find a picture of her and this other woman who dresses the same and has a, a, a similar build. And so they start to suspect that this woman in their house is not actually their mother. And she starts, she acts in a way that they find strange. Um, she tells them that she has to have quiet in the house at all times and they're only allowed to play outside. If anyone comes to the door, you tell them that mommy is ill and, uh, she's much more, uh, kind of strict with them than she normally is. Mm -hmm. Um, and so then they, uh, they decide to take matters into their own hands and just get really fucked up. They they tie her to the bed. Did they, they do something before that? Well, they're like they're just doing weird shit. Like they found a cat. Yeah. In like they're walking through a cemetery, and there's like this underground cave where there's just mountains of bones. So you know, of course, these little kids. Yeah, let's go check that out. Right. And they hear like a, a cat meowing in it and they bring it home. Kept it in a box and in a bed. Uh, and they find the cat dead down in, you know, next to the water heater in the basement. And they assume, oh, well, she must have done that. Because at this point they're already suspecting that they're not, that she's not their mother. Mm-hmm. And they... um they jump to some pretty wild conclusions. Yeah. So they, they take the cat. They have the, First of all, they keep a terrarium full, full of cockroaches. cockroaches. Like hissing what cockroaches. What the fuck was that? Yeah. I don't, I don't fucking know. What sick little shit keeps hissing cockroaches in their room? That's twisted. 
Word. Um, but they empty it out, put the cockroaches in a jar or something, and put this dead cat in it and then fill it up with kerosene or something. Yeah. Um, I don't, I never, I, I don't understand the science behind that. I, I don't know. I didn't uh, get it. And, um, yeah, and just weird shit like that. They, while she's sleeping, they went into her room and fed her some of the cockroaches. She didn't seem to notice or react. <laughs> well, and then there's a scene where they, he, one of them has a dream that they cut her open. Right. And all the cockroaches come out of her stomach. Right. Just weird shit. Yeah, and then they tie her up. They tie her to the bed. And they start, like, burning her with a magnifying glass. Yeah. And then they, uh, they like, put tape over her mouth so she stops screaming. And, uh... They super glued it closed. Yeah, when, when, when she's able to get the tape off, so they super glue her mouth shut. But then they realize they can't that she can't eat, and apparently they're not monsters. They're right, not let her eat. So they try to cut it open, and they end up cutting her lip, and just she just bleeds everywhere. Yeah, and just bad news all around. And uh, you know, obviously, don't want to give away the end. You did. You texted me and said, I'm 15 minutes in and I think I know how it ends. Mm-hmm. Were you right? Yep. Yeah. Me too. I, I figured it out. Um, like right away? Shortly after you texted me. Yeah. And I had started, I wasn't even 15 minutes in yet. Yeah. So I, I was probably, yeah, 10 to 15 minutes in and I, I figured it out. It's, if you pay attention, it's pretty telegraphed. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't even really have to pay attention that hard. Yeah, it's, the movie is entirely subtitled. So unless you speak German fluently, like you won't know what's going on unless you're reading the subtitles, of which there are not many. This movie has, like I'd say, 30% of the movie has dialogue in it. That's true. Um, and bottom line, this movie was awful. <laughs> it was not great. Um, it doesn't really get good until about an hour in. The first hour is really slow. And once you know the reveal, which like I said, we we both figured it out. And I, I've seen other people online saying that they figured it out around the same time frame. So if you are watching it with that thought in mind of that being the end, there's a lot of scenes in the movie that don't make any sense whatsoever. How do you mean? Um... I, I don't think I can really talk about it without spoiling. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> like the scene where she goes in the woods and her head starts going crazy? Yeah. What the fuck was that? That's what I'm saying. Like, scenes like that don't make any sense once you know what the, what the ending of the movie is. Well, it did to me. That this kid was fucking batshit crazy. But was that a dream? Yeah. Oh, okay. I never realized that was a dream. Oh, yeah. Okay, well that makes more sense then. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of the dream sequences could have been cut out. This movie could have stood to have been about fifteen to twenty minutes shorter. I'd say it could stand to be about fifteen twenty minutes long. <clears throat> it was, this movie is hour forty minutes, and I was about an hour in and ready to turn it off. 
But an hour in is when it starts to get good. I don't think so. I don't think it ever got good. I think the last five minutes were good. I mean, that's when it got all like when they started, you know, taping her mouth shut and gluing her mouth shut and doing all kinds of weird twisted shit. So, I mean, if you're into, you know, like torture porn, more or less, yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, that's that's when it really picks up. I just, this whole movie, I'm just fucking furious that I'm watching it, like, and that I can't turn it off. I wanted to so bad. The, it, you know, saying that I figured it out, figured out the ending 15 minutes in, is a little incorrect because it was much earlier than that that I started thinking. I th- it kind of seems like this is how it's going to end. I honestly had the thought immediately. Yeah. Because like, I want to spoil this movie so bad because I don't really give a shit, but like. That's not fair. I know. Um, it's just, yeah, like the, the signs are laid out from you in front of you, like right away and you start to suspect it instantly. Yeah. And like I said, you know, it's, it's, it's about 15 minutes in when these kinds of things keep occurring. You're like, I think this movie is going to like, is how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. And you know. This movie got such high praise from so many people, and I don't fucking understand it, because I've seen this movie before. It's called The Uninvited. It has uh, Elizabeth Banks and... um, Emily Browning. Yeah. It's the exact same fucking movie. Mm, Kind of. With with pretty much the exact same ending. Well, yeah, the ending's pretty much the same. Um, Except that one... Does a much better job at hiding its secret. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and if you've seen that movie and now you know what what I'm talking about, sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Hashtag. That's a weird way to you know, spoil it without actually saying any spoilers. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck this movie. This movie can eat a dick. I mean... Seriously, I was so mad. And, like, I would be mad if I had paid to see it in, like, a theater or something. I'd want my money back. Probably 15 minutes into it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it was that bad. I definitely think it was bad. I don't think it was that bad. Because, I mean, you're. it sounds like you're putting it on the lines of, like, Leprechaun Origins. And I'm not, <laughs> not going anywhere near that. Well, it's a different kind of bad. Leprechaun Origins was bad because it was stupid. This was bad because it was like they didn't even try. <laughs> it was like there was minimal. See, I think it's the opposite. I think they tried too hard. Maybe. But it's it's almost like, you know, whoever wrote it, like, edited it themselves and maybe didn't give it to anybody else to read. <laughs> You said, yeah, that's good. There are no holes in this plot. And then anybody that, like, if they would have given it to pretty much anybody else to read, they would have said, well, you know, what about, I mean. You pretty I, much give away the ending right yeah, here. I think I think people are going to know at this point. Yeah, like, like, like we said, almost from the beginning, you start to suspect what you think is going to happen. And then there are certain scenes that almost lay it out for you. Yeah. They more or less tell you the ending of the movie. Yeah, and these fucking weird little kids—they are weird. They're—they're. They're, I mean, they're 
twins, I guess. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, they look almost identical. If they're identical twins, they, you know, it wouldn't shock me. Pretty sure they are. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, they dress the same. Like, they, they wore the same clothes with, like, different colors. Like, they're the fucking Mario Brothers. <laughs> um, and every every day they wore the same thing. And that was another thing that was a big well, at one point, Telltale he, sign. at one point they start dressing like, and he says, you know, now she can't tell us apart. That's when they de- dressed exactly the same. Like, you know, at, at a point they were like, they'd wear like, uh, you know, like pretty much the same, like identical, like jean shorts and then tank tops and like, they'd be the same tank top in different colors. Yeah. I mean, it was that kind of thing like through the whole movie until they've purposely started dressing identical. Yeah. Like at one point, um, one kid be cutting his hair to match the other ones. I mean, a lot of twins do do that, though. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand that. Yeah, I mean, weird. obviously, it's a twin thing. And I mean, I know... Hashtag twinning. <laughs> Hi, Sauskas. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, them in particular, they've kind of uh, split up their looks a little more. Yeah, especially the on Elevator. Yeah. Um because Sylvia does the big hair. Yeah, like the Bride of Frankenstein thing. Yeah. Um, no, that's Jen, sorry. Or, right. Sorry. I'm not apologizing. You should apologize. I, I apologize. <laughs> um, and, uh, but, I mean, for most of their careers that we are aware of, they looked pretty much identical yeah. like, all the time. It's my foot. Move it. You're in my foot space. My house. Fuck you. Fuck your house. This is all my foot space. <laughs> anyway, so you know the 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 mother was in. She she was a primary character. There are basically three characters in this movie. There are three other characters that are in it for less than five minutes each. Are there three? Well, there's the two Red Cross people. Yeah. There's oh, the, that farmer guy? Yeah, you know, the farmer, and then the delivery guy. Delivery guy? He, he's like, you like all these pepperoni pizzas? Oh, yeah, that guy was weird. Like, yeah, I like fucking pepperoni pizza. <laughs> you got a problem, bitch? You ordered a lot of it. Good. <laughs> um, I wish I had that many pepperoni pizzas in my house. I wish I had a pepperoni pizza right now. I'm fucking starving. I'm really hungry. I had a breakfast sandwich on my way up here, and that's... All I've had. I should go eat a bag of dicks after this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So this movie was shit. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. And uh, I'm... But did I'm you ups- like it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset that so many people liked it. It's odd to me that so many people liked it. You know, and I think people... Because I'm not, I'm not like rage-hating it like you... But I definitely don't see a mass appeal here. No. See, the w- reason I'm angry, like I, 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 I disliked it and I'm angry about it, is because I fucking hate these goddamn pretentious douchebags that will say that, oh, this movie is a fucking masterpiece just because it's foreign. This movie, like I said, is identical to it's the, not identical. It's identical it's to the Uninvited, identical. which is an American movie 
and it, I'm pretty sure it was critically panned. Like I'm, it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure most people. Because I remember didn't watching like it, it and being like, "This is not bad." Why is everybody? No, it's not this? bad. It's. I mean, like, it's one of those movies you can only watch a it's few it's, times. It's, it's nothing groundbreaking or anything, no. but it's not. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like critics hated it, and people talk so much shit about it, mainly because it was a PG-13 movie. I mean, that definitely did not help its appeal. Yeah, I mean, you just you don't make PG thirteen horrors, um, and uh, or PG thirteen horrors because they that's just don't do anything. Hand jobs, not even they'll like make out with you, they'll kiss you, and then they'll charge you twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a rip off. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, and, and so for them, for some German to make, like I said, it, I don't care what you say, it's a fucking identical movie. It's not identical, it's similar. Let's just use the word similar. It's not fucking identical. Plot-wise, it's pretty much the same. You're pretty much the same. Um, and just be, like I said, because it's a foreign movie, because it's fucking subtitled, that like, oh my God, this is so revolutionary. Fuck off. I've seen this movie and it was done better. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's not and that—that's really why bad. I'm mad. That's why I'm angry with this movie. Okay. And I'm not. It's not just. It's beyond me not liking it. It like fucking upset. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that—that's it. <laughs> well, my thoughts are: cut out the dream sequences. Cut out the weird shit that the kids do completely inexplicably. Unless it's just to show that they're weird, yeah, I think that's probably what it was. Well, it didn't. It didn't land. You didn't need to emphasize the fact that these kids were weird. They did that just doing their thing. Yeah, you didn't need to show one kid burning ants. Well, no, maybe that was okay. But yeah, like the dream sequence, uh, dream sequences. Um, and the other just weird shit, that, like putting the cat in the terrarium and then filling it up with some kind of flammable liquid. I don't know exactly what it was. Yeah, I thought maybe it was water at first, but then it burned later on. So I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, cut all that out. Make this movie like fifteen to twenty minutes shorter, and then you have a more concise movie that's going to move better. You're going to have less lulls in it. Mm-hmm. I think that would help a lot. Yeah. Also, don't give away the fucking ending. <laughs> yeah, just I think my my uh, my note for this would be write a better script. Like there's or a better story. There are parts that just blatantly give it away, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say what they are because then if you can't figure it out on your own, you're, you're you know if I tell you, then that will give it away. But just like there are lines of dialogue that you just go oh because you were already. I mean, if, if you're anything like us, you were already suspecting it. And then there's this line of dialogue and you go, well, that pretty much confirms it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I. And so then the ending comes and you're just like, it's like, again, it just just like with Jin, it's supposed to be this big reveal. And you're just like, yeah. Yeah, I knew and? that already. <laughs> God damn this fucking movie. Yeah. Um, if, if you want to watch it, basically, here's the first hour. I don't think this is our mom. Me neither. Skip the first hour. You're done with that now. Yeah. 
just just watch the last forty minutes for the the weird fucked up shit they do to her. No. If, if you're into you know those kind of, if you're into that kind of thing, yeah, if you're into <laughs> watching moms piss themselves, yeah, she had pee all over her butt. Yeah, yeah, because they had her strapped down to the bed. And then they yelled at her. They were like, right, "You're me. disgusting." Yeah, change the sheets. <laughs> Look at you. You're filthy. Clean yourself up. And that was the other thing. Like, this is a child. Mm-hmm. Fucking push it down the stairs. Like, how yeah. do you let a child overpower you? Yeah, like, they, they rigged up this, it's like a little toy crossbow, which apparently Germans make way cooler toys than, <laughs> than Americans. Um, because, you know, it was like, it was made of wood. Yeah. Did um, nails? No, they took the, like, the suction cup darts, took the suction cup, up, cup off and sharpened oh, them to what points. that's they with those. Okay. Yeah, they actually made, like, real crossbow bolts. <laughs> Um, so, you know, they had that, but it's like, you know, she did one thing to get away, but that's all. And she just ran. It's like, you shouldn't have gotten yourself. I mean, I guess, you know, if it's your child, obviously you don't want to like choke slam them or something. I would. <laughs> Fuck it. They're also really skinny, so they can't weigh more than like 65 pounds. Yeah. You could throw them across the room. She yeah. she dragged the kid to his room, like like he was dragging his That's feet. Right. And she like dragged him basically, but by his head. <laughs> yeah. So I That's mean, like just overpower him. Yeah. That's like with Chucky. You just fucking kick it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. <laughs> so number. One. Three. <laughs> this movie can suck a big, fat, uncircumcised dick. Fuck this movie. And fuck everybody that likes it. I'm not, I'm not saying any of these things. This is the, the, the aforementioned was the opinion of Skeletoni. I don't give a shit. I'll take all <laughs> the credit for that. I don't... I, I said my piece. It's, you know, it has moments, but overall it's just not... Not great. Yeah. I would I would recommend not watching it, but I would never watch this movie. I again. wouldn't steer people away from it like Tony would, but but I would I would say I would tell my friends not to watch it. <laughs> people I like, yeah, people I don't care about. I'd be like, yeah, you you do you. I'm like on the verge of revoking your rights to pick foreign movies, man, because so many of them have been such fucking boners. <laughs> Like, I think the only good one was Deathgasm. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So those are reviews. Um, watch Jin. Don't watch Goodnight Mommy. Forget it exists. Yeah, I mean, you do you. Do what you want to do. You're an adult. I'm trying to help you guys out. You're an adult. Make up your own mind. I'm trying to save you an hour and 40 minutes of your lives. Anyway. Whatever. You're an adult. And the ending was dumb. The ending was dumb. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, before we get out of here, we're going to play plot holes. Yep. You know how this works by now. If you uh, don't, fuck you. If you don't, then maybe you should listen to the show more often, asshole. Yeah. We do the show for free, guys. Yeah. All we ask is that you pay wish, attention. Worst you could do is buy us a Grave Plot Podcast t-shirt <laughs> so we can keep renting movies. <laughs> That's really our only cost. 
Well, in the oh, uh, web host. hosting. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Could you please just buy a T-shirt? Come on. Could you be cool for once? They're nice shirts. Yeah. I mean, there there are better shirts out there, but they're okay. Yeah. Um, Tony, plural noun. Uh, low-hanging old man balls. Why do you make me type out so long of things? To make it interesting. If I choose one word answers all the time, it's going to be boring. All right, give me another plural noun. Pasties. What about paste fees? Because that's what I typed. That's not a thing. That's not something that exists. Uh, Flatulent. Verb. Fart. Keep it simple. (laughs) Verb ending in S. Poops. Adjective. Chafed. Plural noun. Nipples that point in different directions. Nipples that point in different directions. And a noun. Dry hand job. All right. So now we will find out what Tony has done to the 2009 remake of Friday the 13th. The last time Clay heard from his sister, she was headed toward Crystal Lake. And he tried to put up posters in the window, but the owners are real. <laughs> Fucking ads. God damn it. There, amidst the creaky old, low-hanging old man balls. <laughs> very old. And moss-coated pasties, a flatulent force of evil lies quietly dormant. <laughs> Patiently waiting for the perfect moment to fart. (laughs) Perfect. Though the police and locals all warn Clay to stay as far away from Crystal Lake as possible, it's the only lead he has, and he isn't willing to give up until he poops his sister. (laughs) Gross. Clay Clay isn't the only one inhabiting these woods either, because a group of chafed college students (laughs) have just arrived at Crystal Lake, hoping for a wild weekend of fun in the sun. Later, as Clay and one of the recently arrived revelers search for nipples that point in different directions, <laughs> the infamous Jason Voorhees emerges to show them just why the locals have avoided these woods for years. Could it be that Clay's sister has already met a grim design at the hand of Jason's razor-sharp dry hand job? <laughs> or is she still out there somewhere in the woods waiting for her brother to come to her rescue? That wasn't bad. That was a razor-sharp dry hand job. I don't know. I was really hoping that it was going to fit in where... Uh, Said like a, they come to the woods for a weekend of dry, dry hand jobs. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been perfect, indeed. So that's the show. Hope you enjoyed it. I did. Good. I'm glad. I'm here for you. You know. <laughs> um, join us again here in, a, in a, another couple of weeks for episode 54. Where. We'll be watching The Boy and The Boy. <laughs> right. What? How? What are they talking about? Oh, you'll have to tune in in two weeks to find out. I guess who came up with that one? Look at that cliffhanger. That's how you get them coming back. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, uh, checks again in a couple of weeks. We'll be back with those movies or 
reviews of those movies in a fresh batch of horror business. Check us out at graveplotpodcast.com. Follow us on your social network of choice. Subscribe to the show on whatever app you use to listen to your podcasts. And uh, buy a shirt. Please. All right, guys. Till next time, I'm Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. And this has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all just a little dead inside. Mother, tell your children not to walk my way. Tell your children not to hear my words, what they mean, what they say. Mother, Can you keep them in the dark for a while? Can you hide them from the wedding world? Oh, mother. Mother. Gonna take you down the house tonight. Gonna show her my world. Oh, mother. Do it!